Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. We are chugging along. Uh, I'm going to make it. Yeah, I've lost all sense of time. <laughs> I have no, I think this comes out two days before Christmas, if I'm correct, but... Man, it's that holiday brain fog where you're like, it's got to be next year already, right? <laughs> but it is not. One day. One day it will be. It's not next year yet, but we are here. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode because we already recorded the interview part. Spoiler alert. It's great. Uh, we have a special guest, Malusi Ashakir, here uh, to talk with us about Kwanzaa. Uh, it's great. It, you're going to be just totally charmed. I was totally charmed. First. But first. Um, we would love to give y'all a little bit of a of a background. Um, you may be familiar with Kwanzaa in case you aren't. Um, here are some, you know, frequently asked questions, some facts and figures for everyone. Um, specifically, Kwanzaa is an African-American and pan-African holiday, which celebrates family, community, and culture. Um, it was created in 1966 by Dr. Maulana Karenga, a professor of Africana Studies. Um, Kwanzaa is a seven-day cultural festival. It begins October 26th and ends on January 1st. Um, and it joins together um, communitarian values and practices of both continental African and African-American culture. And what you'll learn from our interview is it's highly personal, but also um, highly communal. Um, during the holiday, families and communities organize activities around the seven principles. And those principles, uh, and Mausi will do an amazing job of explaining those in the interview, but uh, they are unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Um, and each one of these uh, principles is named in Swahili, which is a, a language spoken not by everyone in Africa, of course, but uh, spoken by a lot of people. And as we've said, um, Moesu will do an amazing job explaining all of that. But now I think it's time we should explain who Mausi is. So tell us a little bit about our guest. Well, Mausi is a culture keeper in her community, um, and she works diligently through many grassroots organizations to sow the seeds of ancestral wisdom for the sole purpose of seeing a flourishing future. Um, and I think that you will just feel her excitement. It's contagious. Um, she is amazing to talk to. She lives here in Cincinnati um, with her husband and two of her seven children. She will talk about her connection with her family, and it it's a great interview. You're going to love it. And we're going to go to that interview right after a word uh, to say thank you to our sponsors. This week, Schmanners is sponsored by Quip. You know about Quip. Listen, I know you do if you've ever listened to the show before, but on the off chance that you do not, then I'll tell you what. Let me tell you about it like it's brand new to you. Quip, well, it's going to change your life, at least when it comes to like oral care, which is important to your life. So don't, don't tune this out. Quip 
is going to be your new favorite electric toothbrush. They have timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses that help guide you to a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. It's great for travel, lightweight, and sleep design with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down, and a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. And Quip has over 26,000 five-star reviews and was awarded one of Time's 25 best inventions. I love it. They have great floss. They got great mouthwash. They got great gum and great toothbrushes and my favorite toothpaste on the market. You know who else loves it? BB, Teresa. Everybody loves it. I mean, Dot's not quite big enough yet, but close. She can't wait. She can't wait. So go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now for your first refill free. Plus, shop Quip's lowest prices of the year this holiday season. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, the good habits company. Hi everyone, I'm Anna McLeod. And I'm Alexis B. Preston. And we host a show called Comfort Creatures, the show for every animal lover, be it a creature of scales, six legs, fur, feathers, or fiction. Comfort Creatures is a show for people who prefer their friends to have paws instead of hands. Unless they are raccoon hands, that is okay. That is absolutely okay, yeah. Yes. Every Thursday, we will be talking to guests about their pets, learning about pets in history, art, and even fiction. Plus, we'll discover differences between pet ownership across the pond. It's going to be a hoot on Maximum Fun. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy. That, that is true. It's important in this context because we host a medical history podcast called Sawbones. Oh, I thought we were going to. We should have worked on that. Sawbones. Sawbones isn't afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. Like, are vaccines as safe and reliable as they want us to believe? Yes. Do I have to get a flu shot? Yes. Uh, okay. Is science a miracle? No. We have a lot of great history for you and a lot of laughs. And sometimes the history is so bad that there's no laughs. But you'll learn something. You'll feel something. And it's always Sawbones. That's right. <laughs> Every week on MaximumFun.org. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mawusi. I am so excited to have you on the podcast with us to talk about Kwanzaa. Yeah. My first question about Kwanzaa is how it relates to community and community care. Could you tell us a little about that? What's the beautiful thing about this um, holiday that we have created for ourselves is that we're dealing with uh, in our in my community, the black community, we're dealing with a lot of trauma and we're dealing with a lot of um, stressors in our day to day lives that are literally affecting um, how we birth our babies, how we uh, deal with our relationships, how we address our uh, selves and our self-value. And what's a beautiful thing is when we use the concept of Kwanzaa, it's this beautiful antidote in supporting us in walking our way out of systematic trauma. Um, I am so grateful to utilize the concept of unity in Moja the first day and understanding how we're all in this together. And then Kuji Chagalia, self-determination, like to take our self-value back and then to give ourselves new standards for which to value ourselves based upon. That heals that whole lack of self-esteem. 
Then we look at Ujima Cooperative Economics, which will be where we work together to build our economic structures up. And then that heals the disenfranchisement that we're dealing with. Um, it also strengthens our black businesses that we have, which it's a big deal because we've honestly we have we have spent a lot of time not really understanding how to take those steps in creating businesses for ourselves. And now more than ever, COVID has given us this great gift of, uh, of making us unemployed. So now we are creating employment for ourselves. You know, a lot more of us are. Um, and then when we take a look at uh, creativity, Kuumba or Imani faith, you know, it helps us to just really um, look back at ourselves and find ourselves again. Uh, and then to find our creativity, our color, finding the good things about uh, our skills, talents and abilities in order to replace our value. It's it's just you know, it just helps. It helps to replace the self back into that person so that they can then now act out of a healthier disposition rather than um, a healthier mindset, a, a healthier state of being rather than a, one that is unhealthy. I was curious uh, with with these uh, days, are there um, like specific kind of traditional activities to go with each day or things that you do on those days? Or is it more just like open to what you or the community or, you know, what the particular person or family, what they want to do to kind of think about those, uh, you know, the, the different days? Well, think about the fact that they're principles. Okay. Moja, okay. uh, these are uh, these are principles of unity, self-determination, cooperative work and responsibility, uh, cooperative economics, NIA purpose, um, creativity, faith. These are these are automatically give you a to do list. Mm -hmm. Just when I say cooperative work and responsibility, you can come up with a to do list of things that you can do. And the objective is not to tell you what to do, but to inspire you mm -hmm. to do something that is helpful for yourself or your family or your community. Yeah, I love that all, all of these principles are very active. They're very like activated things, you know, when you when you talk about creativity and cooperative economics and collective work and responsibility, it's they're not just like, ah, oh, think about all the things, you know, you've you've got to be thankful for or think about yes, these mm -hmm. things. It's much more like engaging an active yeah. concept. So it's mm -hmm. less of a ritual and more of a springboard, right? More so is um, it becomes a ritual by things that we do com consistently. So okay. if every year when we take a thought of it, yeah, then that, that becomes that ritual, you know, when we when we're doing it consistently. But the springboard is where we have to begin is to live in our lives with more principle. You know, think about it. A lot of times we're just phoning it in. We're going through life all year just just doing whatever the ads or social media is telling us to do. Well, now. Let's bring it in and really say, what can we think of to do and be more creative in our life? What can we do and think of to bring our children to sit down and let's talk about and let's think about um, our faith? What does faith actually mean? It's an investment of energy, you know, so to really sit down with your family, period. Like, OK, just that period, first of all is a very um something that we hardly ever get to do. And if we're ever doing it, all of us have our heads in our cell phones. Yeah. 
So how can we change that and be in our real, be with our real selves? Now, uh, I never quite grew up past about the age of 12. So I am curious, is there any kind of gift giving aspects within Kwanzaa? I know it's not a replacement for like Christmas or Hanukkah or any uh, holiday, but is there a gift giving aspect yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah. We're actually given what is called Zawadi, which are gifts. And the Zawadi are, um, they. <laughs> that's an engaging thing too, which I like that. The uh, engaging thing about it is that some of our gifts are actually handmade Ooh. that we make ourselves. Um, as African-Americans, we come from a rich tradition of quilting, of doll making, of toy making, of uh, hand crafting and wooden things and, and metal and uh, metalsmiths. Um, actually, in my family, we have metalsmiths and carvers. And we also have seamstresses and sewers. So we are giving gifts that we've actually crafted ourselves. And this makes gift giving a lot more uh, heartfelt. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that there's also a celebratory dinner at the end of the seven days. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the seven days, everyone gets together and we all bring food together. You know, food is that um, foundational base cultural aspect that we all, no matter what you do, no matter how you look at life, we love food. Yeah. So bringing food together. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, it actually is that great unifier. So think about it. The beginning of these seven, seven days, we're talking about unity. And at the end, again, unity. It's beautiful. Can you tell us about some specific things that you would do? I mean, for example, in a previous episode, we talked about the Seder meal. Traditional recitations or, or like songs or anything. Or traditional dishes or something. Is it more about? So it, depends on, it depends on your family. So oh, okay. like, you know how there are like in you have that signature macaroni mm -hmm. or that signature potato salad, you know, the barbecue, you know, the 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 consummate barbecue you know yeah everybody has those things that barbecue sauce you know <laughs> well everyone has their own special signature dish and so in essence they bring themselves in their dish what it is that's your signature dish you would bring it to the table if we were in um tanzania uh tanzania or we were in uh, uh ghana we would bring fufu in Ghana or ugali in Tanzania, whatever was that signature dish. The objective really is to bring yourself. So whatever thing that that uh, uh, shows your identity, shows you, that's what you would bring. Now, do you have a signature it's dish? Open. Do you have a signature <laughs> dish that you bring? Yes. Yes, we have that cabbage and potatoes, that Whoa. loving, that wonderful health food and comfort food that potatoes. That's so good. Yeah. Can you just roasted potatoes and just, oh yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Um, I was able to find some clips of, um, of Kwanzaa celebrations here in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. There was a really great one that I saw uh, a clip of in 2017 at uh at the the Y and there was it seemed like there was a lot going on uh it seemed yeah. like a a really big celebration what other kind of things here specific in Cincinnati the, do, does the community do 
Let me let me let me tell you about that. I was so bubbling with excitement when you brought that up. <laughs> Did you know that Cincinnati's Kwanzaa has been going on for 46 years? This is our 46th year. Wow. Isn't that that's so um that's like for us to for us to um take a holiday that we ourselves have created, value it and value it for 46 years. That's so beautiful. I'm like excited. I'm so excited that this to get to be a part of this year. For me, I have been a part of Kwanzaa, meaning either in in coming to the citywide Kwanzaa or uh, participating in the citywide Kwanzaa for more than 25 or so years. Wow. Now. Yeah, that's exciting to me. So um, I raised my family of seven children coming to Kwanzaa every year because it's a big deal. We really looking forward to it. What's so cool about the Kwanzaa is that we extend it out over seven days um, and we go to different places. So when we have our citywide first day, Uva Moja, on December 26th. And this year, it'll be at the Woodlawn Community Center mm-hmm. um, starting at 12 noon. Um, however, we go all the way Every we do every single day and we go to different places, different businesses in Cincinnati host us to come and do and celebrate and focus on different days. So we have so such amazing things that go on each day Um, for this year, just using an example for this year, we'll be going to on the last day, we're going to go to Heads Up Trading Company and that's on Spring Grove. I don't have the address on my tip of my tongue, but it's on Spring Grove. And what's so cool is they sell crystals and gemstones. Mm. So we're going to go over each day and each principle and purpose of each day. And we're going to talk about which crystal or gemstone relates to that purpose. And it's so exciting. It's exciting to allow. Allow it to be understand how each principle can cover even the differences, even the different things that we are doing, you know. And it, it is exciting. One of the things that I find, uh, that I, you know, interesting in in Kwanzaa compared to things like Christmas and Hanukkah and stuff is Kwanzaa is fairly new, comparative uh, to those about what fifty six years, I think, if I'm doing my right. math correctly. Sixty nineteen sixty six, Malan and Karinga created. Holidays. And what's interesting when we talk about uh, Christmas, right? We'll often compare and contrast, like. 1880s, how they would have celebrated Christmas in Victorian England and how it's evolved since then and incorporate how is Kwanzaa just in you know the almost 60 years that it has been celebrated, has it evolved and changed and incorporated new things in that time? It's going to naturally evolve because people are always going to interpret the principles uh, in their life mm-hmm. and their how their lives are interpreting it. Um, what I love about this concept is that he's got he's got set concepts in there. We have the um Keka map, we have the Kwanzaa Kanar. Those things are pretty much staples uh in the celebration of Kwanzaa. However, we um and we do have our African drummers, our African culture is inculcated in there. But just as we have um literally over a thousand uh, African nations on the continent of Africa, we ha- and then we are also one of them, um, we have different ways of seeing things. And we're allowed to have that room to uh, to show our individuality and to grow. I think that um, 
yes, we're going to have dance. Like, let's look at Christmas and how it was celebrated, how Kris Kringle dressed in the 1800s and mm-hmm. what things like that. And um, how we look at Hanukkah and how the dreidel is um, played, that game is played. Um, these things are our main staples, you know, but Christmas trees are even changing nowadays. And remember, yeah. mm-hmm. they became now the synthetic Christmas trees that were all white. And now I even seen someone on Pinterest, like hang uh, ornaments in a way that it looked like a Christmas tree. Things change and evolve. So what's intrinsic in the creating of Kwanzaa was the fact that we're able to create in and of our own uh, likeness and image. No. Now, you mentioned, and forgive, uh, I don't know, my uh, lack of knowledge, is Kwanzaa also celebrated on the continent of Africa? Is it like a specifically like African-American experience? Like how widespread uh, of a celebration is that? You know, what's so interesting is that it has been celebrated um, uh, over the continent of Africa, but by African-Americans bringing it. In 2020, um, I went to live in Tanzania and uh, we brought the first ever Kwanzaa celebration to Tanzania, which is a Kiswahili speaking country. Mm-hmm. And so they were fascinated with the fact that we we celebrate Kwanzaa and we were calling it Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits. We used concepts that they understood. So it literally built an amazing bridge between our two cultures without within within uh, African American culture and uh, and Tanzanian culture uh, the culture of the people of Arusha and the culture of the people of you know Moshi you know in Tanzania at the foot of Kilimanjaro it was so amazing so we did 7 days there in seven different locations uh some of the locations we did uh, for cooperative economics we did a cash mob which we went to one of the vend- one of the local vendors and we bought so much, so many flowers and fruits and vegetable plants from her. And she was just amazed and excited. And we told her we, we owe it all to Kwanzaa inspired us to do this. This is why I say that it's celebrated differently because we are, we are doing what we can in order to exemplify those principles. So, uh, cooperative economics, we go and cash mob her business. And she said, oh my gosh, you all will help me to send my children to school. I'm able to pay school Oh, fees. that's amazing. With that. And we were all able to take home plants that we were able to, uh, like things that we never smelled and seen before, lemon thyme and things. We were able to like, you know, spend the money there and place plants in our garden that, you know, we may not have had. So that was so hard. Well, heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. What is an experience like for you know, like a child, like an eight to twelve year old through Kwanzaa? Like, what what would you say? You know, we have a six year old and a three year old, um, and I'm just starting to like relearn what it's like to be a kid during Christmas to like watch them <laughs> experience it and stuff. Like, what would you say is like what is you know a, a, a kid their experience? Yeah. Well, what's so cool is, let's think back on, we got that one day of Christmas. Remember how exciting that was to wait for it to come and to hear all the songs? It was one day. Well, then when we celebrate Kwanzaa, it's like seven days. Yeah. So they're excited. You know, this is now I'm in grandma phase. So now I'm at my 
second generation of children for Kwanzaa. And so we get to celebrate seven seven days. So they are looking forward to the first day, which we're all unified in one place. And that's usually our house. And then we go to uh, one of the sisters or brothers, one of my children's houses, and we celebrate there. And they may have games or things that we all sit and do together mm-hmm. uh, that we all may even create together. You know, we make things too together, uh, sit and um, uh, talk about the principle of it. We may even um, go to one another, go out together, get together and go out together to do something together, which is cool. Also, Um, I have one son who is a um, musician. So we'll get together at his house. And he uh, one year he did a whole serenade for us and I serenade. I mean, a whole concert for us, you know, and now that was just that's, you know, it's just so. So many things that we can do. And these things keep us motivated to think creatively and to put things into creative perspective, even for the children. What, how would they like it? What would they think? You know, and to this then inculcates in them the a- anticipation of these seven days that we get. You know, that be the anticipation of getting to look at these principles in different ways, forms, shapes activities, uh, ideas um, in different ways. That's why I say, you know, we have that freedom to choose how we express these seven days is because we need to get our motors running, thinking creatively. We're not a higher species for nothing because we're supposed to be thinking uh, and evolving ourselves to think deeper and to uh, give ourselves greater perspective. Now, I know that uh, there are, uh, man, I wish I knew this off the top of my head, but I am reading this off the screen. There's the seven symbols, the crops, the mat, the candle holder, the corn, the seven candles, the unity cup, and the gifts. Are these symbols present as like, uh, you know, decoration and stuff around the house? Is it like, how do you decorate for Kwanzaa? How you de- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with how do you decorate for Kwanzaa? Then I'm gonna talk about each. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the symbols and what they're representative of. How do you decorate for Kwanzaa? We, um, it's sort of like you're going to place up. Um, we place. I have coloring pages for the children, so I have them color their. Uh, we have these coloring pages of children who uh, are doing different things, different activities that represent those days of Kwanzaa. And so uh, for, I literally place up the day of Kwanzaa, Nia. And then we have children, a coloring page of children who are doing things purposefully. And I have them color those pages and and I put them up. Um, I also have red, black, and green uh, flag that's out front of my house. Uh, Red, black, green, and gold. things placed up around my house. That's how I choose to do that. But others may have different, I have even been in a home that had um, the Chris, their Christmas tree up, Christmas concepts up, and their Kwanzaa Kanara up as well. I have been uh, to a place in which they have had, oh, lit up their whole house with red, black, and green uh, lights all around and different uh, things. Um, what we do is we have that a specific place set up with those emblems of Kwanzaa, with those different uh, um, emblems and, and things related to Kwanzaa. So um, the 
Makeka mat, the ears of corn, the uh, kinara, the candles, they are all items that we set up every year. So like I said, anything you do consistently is a ritual. So these are ritual items. And these ritual items are focal points for us to focus in on those specific days. Uh, so with that, they they become uh, decorations, but there's so much more than decorations. They're the things that help us to remember those specific days and principles of Kwanzaa. So that you'll you also note that in the lighting of candles, there's a specific way to light the candles, um, where the unity candle black candle is lit first. Uh, and then the red candle of Kuji Chagalia is lit on Tuesday, the second day. Well, Tuesday, it'd be Tuesday this year. The second day on the second day of Kwanzaa. And then um, we look at Ujima. That is um, lit. The green candle is lit on the third day. And Ujama, a red candle, is lit on the fourth day. And these, these candles... Lighting these candles are representative of our, you know, they're representative of lighting that fire within ourselves and awakening that principle uh, or reigniting that principle within ourselves. So the decoration of it is of your free choice in how you choose to commemorate the seven days. But the um, um, immovable concepts of the Kinara are ritual items. Mm-hmm. I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but I'm I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah, Keep okay. Going. I'm I'm also I love the just the scheduling of it. If anything else, I love schedules and starting the 26th and ending the 31st, and so it carries you into the new year as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so is is that a ending part? It's on the first. <laughs> is that part of uh the Kramu as well? That carrying over into the new year and taking these uh, principles with us or with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, anything that you build up momentum for and then take it on into the new year, you know that. So like, how can we um, purify our intentions, purify like or get get through the issues, the the gripe, the grime or the frustration that you may have had in that previous year? Relax, cleanse that, release that and move on into the new year by wait a minute, let me go back and re-take re, a look at the unity of the year. Look at this year that so many people did come to help me, that this and that did happen. How about my funds did change? You know, change. In addition, you can flip it and you can also say that, well, in this coming year, I want to see more unity. I want to see more cooperative economics. I want to have more faith. So yeah, that that really... We're really looking at setting intentions for coming into our new year's resolve with resolve, mm-hmm. you know, so like we say new year's resolution, but coming into the new year's with more healthier resolve. Do you have any resources or books that you might recommend uh, to continue teaching this that you might uh, share with us? Yes. Now, what's so cool is that we um, Google. Number one, <laughs> Brown Zero Resource, mm-hmm. Google. Google, but Google for coloring pages for children for Kwanzaa. So cool. Getting children involved in Kwanzaa is amazing. Um, I also, next one, YouTube. Guess why? Because YouTube 
is a great resource for um Kwanzaa videos, Kwanzaa songs. We have this we have this running joke in my family. We have this Kwanzaa playlist that we all listen to for Kwanzaa, and it's I, we just love this book. <laughs> it's, it's got all types of um, uh, videos, all types of literal videos that people have created uh, to go along with Kwanzaa, even dramatizing Kwanzaa, like dramatizing the um, facts, frequently asked questions and things that people always wanted to know. Um, in addition to that, <clears throat> Malana Karinga has his own website mm -hmm. uh, talking about his own history and uh, also some pertinent books that he's written on Kwanzaa. Uh, those, that's where I would begin. The books that he's written on Kwanzaa are really engaging, educational, uh, his thoughts on them, um, which and he has a whole official site on that. Um, I also love looking at um, the children's books. I want everyone to, we're, we're like losing our library. We want to go to the library and there are very good displays set up for Kwanzaa at different libraries that have children's books and adult books on how to celebrate Kwanzaa. That's where I would start. And the reason I'm leaving it open is because now, I remember when we first started celebrating, there were no books on Kwanzaa. Now there are a plethora of books and then we all should check them out. Websites and things like that too. Wonderful. So the if I were to talk to the listeners, I'd say that the resources are out there and you have to go find them. They're not hard to find. As a matter okay. of fact, they're going to find you <laughs> because now we think about it in Cincinnati, we've been celebrating it for 46 years. So there are now people who are making more and more resources and that are who are uh, adding their name to the list of adding their books and their um, videos and things to the list of resources. They're out. Melissa, am I saying it right? You are. Yeah, you're okay, saying it right. You're doing Melissa, good. It's, it's been good. an absolute pleasure talking to you. I also just want to say uh, fun, uh, engaging. But I also love the strap on your glasses. Uh, your like glasses <laughs> lanyard. It's yeah. wonderful. I love that very much. I like a good accessory any day of the week, and it's fun as heck. I love it. I just wanted you to know. So into accessories, you already know. <laughs> so into <laughs> love it. Yeah. Thank you so much Coming for talking from about this. A man those. with red glasses yes. and purple hair. He's, I, he's I'm very big on accessories it. as well. It's but, it's you, a whole but thing. your hair is amazing. I love your hair. Thank you, Brian. Cool. I was going to say Thank that you. when you were leaving the purple background, I was yep. like, wow, that's so. Cool. <laughs> one of my daughters absolutely loves it. The other one is started the three year old started going, Why did you do that? I'm like, because it looks good. And she's like, Okay. And man, nothing like the words of a three-year-old to really cut deep. There's the show oh boy. We don't need to go into that though. That's not what the episode's about. Thank you so much for joining us. That has been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Oh, I'm grateful. And that's gonna do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, a couple of quick announcements. If you missed the Candle Night show when it premiered on uh, the 17th. Good news, it is still available. You can uh, go and watch the video on demand through January 2nd. Uh, you can get tickets at bit.ly slash candlelights2022. Don't forget to check out macroymerch.com. Uh, I know it's probably too late for the holidays for you, but still, 10% of all merch proceeds this month go to Harmony House in our hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. Um, and you know what? That's going to do it. 
uh, we should let you know, no new shows next week because we're giving our staff uh, the last week of the year off for the holidays. But we'll be back with new shows on January 2nd. Everybody have a safe and happy holiday. Take care of yourself. Teresa, what am I forgetting? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, join that group today. Thank you to Alex, um, our researcher and writer. Thank you to Rachel, our editor. Um, and thank you to you for your submissions to schmannerscast at gmail.com. We are putting together some really great episodes for y'all. We love the idiom submissions and we love those topic suggestions. So keep them coming and say hi to Alex because she reads every one. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.